The Fed surprised the market yesterday with its dot plot projection showing two more interest rate hikes this year. And we will likely hear the ECB chief Madame Lagarde defend the European Central Bank's hawkish monetary policy to continue fighting inflation at today's monetary policy meeting as not that Swedish one that Beyonce's world tour that started last month in Stockholm led a spike in prices in Sweden last month. So welcome. This is Swiss Coast Daily market talk. So maybe you want to talk about a hawkish pose? Well, we had a hawkish interest rate pose or a rate skip from the Federal Reserve at this week's monetary policy meeting, even though the Fed chair, Jerome Powell, said just don't call it a skip. Because while the Federal Reserve refrained this week from hiking its interest rates for the first time in the past 15 months, while the median forecast on the Federal Reserve's dot plot did suggest that there could be not only one, but two more interest rate hikes in the US before the end of this year. So that came as a slap on the face of all of those actually expecting an interest rate cut in the US by the end of this year, even though I still think that the Federal Reserve those haven't said their last word just yet this year because the credit conditions in the US are actually tightening. Inflation is falling and yesterday's PPI data in the US revealed a faster than expected contraction in producer prices in the month of May, while we know that both headline and core CPI figures continue to ease over the same month as well. So that was released a day before. So you're asking why on earth has the Federal Reserve started playing that guessing game instead of hiking the interest rates right away, right? Well, I think that it is because the American policymakers know that the idea of a 25 basis point hike or the idea of two 25 basis point hikes is more powerful than a 25 basis point hike itself as future interest rate hikes are more effective in managing the market expectations, the investor expectations, because we all know how the market and investors are keen to just go back to pricing the end of the interest rate hikes and even rate cuts when they actually know that the Federal Reserve is coming toward the end of its monetary policy tightening cycle. So to avoid that that end of the tunnel enthusiasm from investors from jeopardizing the past month's monetary policy tightening efforts, the Federal Reserve certainly finds it well, quite smart to keep the will it raise or will it not raise interest rates suspense live for the coming meetings without, however, acting on the interest rates themselves. And I think it's a smart move in managing market expectations. And you know what? If all goes well, or if inflation in the US continues easing, and if the tighter financial conditions as a result of the banking crisis, for example, begin weighing on the US jobs market, well, the Federal Reserve will have the option to step back and simply not hike the interest rates. But for now, nearly all policymakers, as said Jerome Powell yesterday, remain concerned with the moderate cooling in the US core inflation, and they don't see inflation, the headline figure, going below the 3% level this year. And well, anything can push these prices higher in the coming months. I mean, you think of a rebound in energy and commodity prices across the board, right? But in Sweden, for example, Beyonce's world tour that apparently kicked off in Stockholm last month, 
pounds apparently led to an uptick in May prices in Sweden for hotels and for restaurants and for services and even for clothing. And boy, Beyonce will be singing in the US starting from next month and she will actually be singing through September this year. So fingers crossed for the US inflation. So your US two-year yield continues pushing higher after the Fed decision while the enthusiasm at the long end of the US yield curve is much, much less obviously giving that higher interest rates increase the recession odds and they actually keep the pressure on the US 10-year yield a bit more contained. The S&P 500 made an attempt yesterday to fresh highs since last year but closed the session almost flat as the idea of two more interest rate hikes from the Fed that ate uh, the hopes of rate cuts this year actually weighed on the investor appetite at yesterday's trading session. The US dollar rebounded off its 100-day moving average but the euro dollar rebounded and rallied above its own 100-day moving average and holds ground about the 108 mark this morning into the wildly watched European Central Central Bank monetary policy decision. So, the ECB is broadly expected to hike its interest rates by 25 basis points when it meets today. And European Central Bank chief Madame Christine Lagarde will likely sound hawkish at her press conference following the latest European Central Bank decision due this afternoon. And she will probably insist that despite the recent easing in inflationary pressures in the Eurozone and uh, perhaps despite the deterioration economic outlook in the Eurozone, while the European Central Bank will continue its efforts to fight inflation and won't take the risk of you know, stopping prematurely before being sure that inflation in the Eurozone and that inflation nightmare is really, really behind us. Now, the European Central Bank interest rates are not the only tool that the European Central Bank uses to tighten the financial conditions in the Eurozone. We know that a big, big chunk of Teltros, the super low-yielding loans that the European Central Bank distributed to the markets during the depressed post-financial crisis years and the pandemic years to boost lending in the Eurozone, well, will mature on June 28th, and that will pull a good amount of liquidity out of the European markets in the coming weeks. While there is still around 4 trillion euros worth of excess liquidity in the European financial system at the moment, and the payoff, the Teltro's payoff, will be just a proportion of around 500 billion euros, which could actually go up to uh, past 600 billion euros, actually, if the European banks decided to redeem their loans, their Teltro loans maturing by the end of uh, this year or by the beginning of next year, a little bit earlier. In any way, the draining liquidity from the Teltro's repayment could actually cause some anxiety among investors, especially if some European banks fail to find enough financing in the actual market to replace their Teltro funding, in which case uh, we could actually see some mounting stress among investors among banks. And this is obviously a scenario which could sap the investors' confidence and investor appetite in the coming weeks in the Eurozone markets. And in the sense, uh, Italian banks, for example, are the ones that are really, really under a close, close watch with these Teltro repayments as Italian banks were behind their European peers in repaying their Teltros and the funding through Teltros are apparently more than excess cash its lenders park with the European Central Bank. So that means that Italian banks will have to find money somewhere else but where to repair their Teltros. Now I'm 
absolutely and not particularly worried about the stability of the European financial system. I don't think that the territory payments is going to be shaking it hard, but I can hardly imagine the European stocks extend their rally in the presence of this draining market liquidity along with the rising interest rates in the eurozone. So the stock 600 index spiked above its 50-day moving average at yesterday's trading session as a stronger euro may have reinforced appetite in the European stocks. Yet I expect the index to return toward the 435-450 area moving forward. So let's see what Kristen Lagarde has to say today at her press conference. Now in China, we have a completely different ambience when it comes to inflation and the Chinese monetary policy because the Chinese inflation remains flat and under pressure nears 26-month lows and growth in China is not picking up the anticipated post-COVID momentum this year. And the People's Bank of China just decided to cut its one-year MLF rate by 10 basis points today, as broadly expected by investors to give a certain shake to the depressed Chinese economy in the second half of this year. Now, the problem is, in China, well, there is now a talk that China could actually be entering a liquidity trap. So a liquidity trap is a period where lower interest rates fail to boost appetite and don't necessarily translate into faster growth. Now note that this is, so liquidity trap is something that Japan has been dealing with for so many years and this is also what actually makes the Turkish president Mr. Recep Tayyip Erdogan believe that lower interest rates actually bring along lower inflation, which is obviously only true for countries like Japan, which are actually dealing with a liquidity trap and not at all for Turkey. But this is also why probably the Chinese stocks barely reacted to the softer PBOC race this morning. And we are about to see a death cross formation in the daily CSI 300 chart. So this is all for today. I'm Ipek Oskar Deşke, and thank you for joining me. And thank you for all your beautiful and supportive and insightful feedbacks. I hope this episode of Market Talk has also been helpful and insightful to you. So please do not hesitate to leave your comments, your reactions and your questions below as usual. And follow us on Instagram, on Twitter and on LinkedIn for regular market updates. And subscribe, of course, to our YouTube channel for daily market comments. I will meet you again tomorrow. And until then, good day trading.